Hello, my friend, and welcome to the Mark Stuchowski Podcast, the show that's all about helping you perform at an optimum level. I am Mr. Productivity, and it is my obsession in life to teach you how to be a more productive version of yourself. And one of the ways I do that is by giving you my top five productivity tips absolutely for free. All you have to do to get it is go to my website, mrproductivity.com, M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com. Get my top five productivity tips today absolutely free. On the show today, Julian Hayes II. He is a human performance and health optimization coach. We're going to talk a lot about, well, your health. So get ready for an incredible episode because here we go. Julian, welcome to the show. What's up, Mark? How is it going? It is going well here in Houston. It uh, we had a, we had a, one of those summer cold fronts come through. So what that basically means, temperature didn't drop, but the humidity left us. So yesterday we had heat indexes like 110, and it's only like 100 degrees outside. So a little cool. We got the heater on down here. <laughs> wow. So I think it's hot. It's hot here in Nashville, but it's not Houston hot yet. So we're, we're a little bit behind you guys right now. It's maybe 90 here. Yeah. Well, it does get hot, but I'm originally from Rochester, New York, and I, I tell people, yes, it, it is a lot cooler up there during the summer, but we don't have to shovel that white stuff. And matter of fact, if it <laughs> snows down here, they close the city. So that's how that's how we work down here. That's the same thing here. The whole city shuts down. I remember as a kid praying for just a dust or a, or just a threat. Just a threat was often enough to get out of school. And so every time I, 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 I'm jealous now because it's even worse now. I've seen kids out for just being cold now. Yeah. So well, it's man, interesting I, when I, I when I, I moved down in Houston in 1997 and I went to school up there in the 1970s and 1980s. And back then, I think they didn't have any warm weather hockey teams. Of course, you guys have the National Predators. There's the Dallas Stars in Dallas. Of course, you have uh, the uh, Flor- um, uh, Tampa Bay uh, Lightning and you have other teams uh, down in Florida and you've got the Las Vegas Knights. And now they're all over the place. It doesn't matter. You don't have to be in the cold to have a hockey team. So I think it's very interesting. They actually did a outdoor game in Dallas uh, January 1st of 2020 and I'm watching it I'm like this is so weird there's no snow uh, I remember that the first outdoor game they did was I don't remember 10-15 years ago it was up in Buffalo and they had a snowstorm that's outdoor hockey not this like you know 90 degree <laughs> that's not hockey weather what's wrong with you <laughs> yeah I hockey it's come far it's come far I will say that it, it is kind of weird to watch Hockey yeah, but I've actually, I've actually become more of a basketball fan lately. Um, there we go. Well, there we go. Now, now there's we're no sports on TV right now, but I started watching uh, basketball and you know, I can't play basketball. You know, I never been able to th- shoot the ball, but you know, I can wear my Houston Rockets gear and, and I can look cool, but uh, you know, don't ask me to make a, a last minute shotgun. It ain't going to happen. Um, but I'm really excited. They're going to come back at the end of July. They're going to play all the games at Disney World without the fans, which is going to be really bizarre, but uh, at least we'll have some live sports back on TV. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I'm a Sixers fan. And so for the diehard NBA fans, they know that the the Sixers are fantastic at home, but they are awful, awful on the road. So I'm wondering, this is either going to be really bad or maybe, (laughs) maybe just maybe a neutral court will get rid of all their their uh, away problems. So I, I'm interested to see because the Sixers <laughs> should be way better than they are with the, with the team they have. 
Well, we're still hurting here in Houston, and folks, we will get to the topic of the podcast in just a second. <laughs> we're really hurting. A couple of years ago, we were playing here, like like I played, right? I, I'm a Rocket, I, I confess. We were up three games to two and leading the Warriors going into the third quarter. We blew that lead, went back to uh, uh, Oakland, and lost the series. We were that close, and of course, Cleveland was the other team in the other conference. They, had a, they were swept by the Warriors, so we would have won the championship that year, except for we had an utter collapse so heartbreaking but i try not to let it get to me too much because whether they win or lose it really doesn't affect me they don't share the money with me i don't get to carry the trophy around (laughs) nothing so we get so wrapped up like it's our team but i didn't sign a contract i'm sure you didn't sign a contract with the 76ers no and i I do i used to get really mad about sports and then i one day just hit me like why am i getting really mad or i think i saw one of the athletes out a few hours after the game and they were just like like partying and I was like, why am I taking this more seriously than him? And he was just playing in the game. This doesn't make any sense. Well, my dream job is to be like the fourth string player of any sport team. And I would just sit in the bench in my uniform, reading a book or something like that. And, and I would just, I would just settle for a league minimum million dollars a year. I would, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do anything. Don't count me in coach. I I wouldn't even know where my helmet is, you know, using the basket, the football analogy. But then there would be the fear to say, hey, Mark, you're in. Wait, what? No, no, no. You don't understand. No, I'm fourth stringer. I don't play. Okay. I just get the million dollars a year. Um, but I'd be too scared to actually be called and, and then be hurt. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Being hurt doesn't feel good. I, I've, I've, I've injured myself a few times during my sports days. So it, yeah. it, it's no fun. Well, you are a fitness guy, and one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on the show is because if you are four, five, six hundred pounds, and you're eating a lot of processed stuff, and eating a lot of drinking a lot of diet coke, and you can't even go three steps without being out of breath, you really can't be productive. And so that's why I wanted to have you on the show. But before we get to the actual conversation, why don't you take about twenty seconds or so, tell the people who you are and what you do. Yeah. So um, my name is Julian Hayes II. I am a human performance and health optimization advisor. And I I work with entrepreneurs and high-performing leaders to help them become superhuman, to go above what we typically think of when it comes to our health and our performance as we age throughout life. So what are the top three issues that are affecting people's performance today? I want you to hit us right between the eyes with the proverbial two by four. Okay. I know you're probably going to think that I'm going to say processed foods, but I'm not. Really? Okay. No, it's not those things. It's uh, for, because a lot of people listen to this podcast. I'm sure you're already motivated. You're, 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 you're a high performer. You're into productivity. So the biggest thing I see is the structure. The environment is not in order, which leads to those other decisions that are not so good being made. What do you mean so by the a, environment? the environment so your routines how is your what's what's in your what's in your house right now what kind of food do you have in your house right now what's your standard of performance when it comes to nutrition and so a standard of performance i first heard about this from bill walsh the super bowl coach um, winning for the 49ers the 49ers were terrible when he came in and when he and when he came there he instituted all these different processes. Coaches had their shirts tucked in. Players couldn't cuss. Players had to throw the uh, quarterbacks had to throw the ball a certain way. Their footwork was meticulously analyzed. Linemen had a certain way of things. So there was an order and process for how you go about things. They became very process oriented instead of outcome oriented. And so how you translate that with your nutrition 
is you think about four things, your why, your what, your how-to, and your when. And this is a strategy around it. And it essentially makes your nutrition become on autopilot. Okay. Well, as you know, because we talked uh, way back in December of 2019, and my listeners have followed this podcast for a while, I am now vegetarian. I went vegetarian like the third week in November. I only slipped up three times, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and I went to Olive Garden two days after Christmas. But ever since then, strictly vegetarian. And I could tell you, just like when I gave up drinking everything but water over 270 days ago, the body doesn't have to work as hard because it knows what to do with water. When you have any other beverage, it's got to break it down, which takes energy, which affects your productivity. Now, I am not really that well-versed on the the benefits. I do know there's a lot of benefits of being vegetarian, but I can tell you that I set myself up for success like you just mentioned. So if I want a burger, it's plant-based burger. I've got plenty of them. If I want plant-based chicken, I've got that. If I want you know fruits and vegetables, it's in the house. If you don't have the Oreo cookies in your house, you're not going to go drive the store to get the Oreos. So your suggestion is really well said that don't have the stuff in the house and you're more likely, well, I can have an apple or I can have some, some carrots. Now you're going to be making better choices because you don't have that that not good choice. And I think this also, what this does when you place these constraints and parameters around your nutrition is you're freeing up a lot of mental energy that can be displace now towards your professional life, towards your family, or just keeping your overall stress levels down. I mean, how many times do we stress about food and trying to make the right decisions? But what if we already had this done for us? Just think about how much that frees you to think, how much that frees you to be creative. Because when we wake up in the morning, I like to think of our mental energy like an iPhone battery. So you wake up, you're in the green at 100%. And every little decision, every time you check emails and you go down the list, every time someone calls you or interrupts you, little pieces, or I should say percentages of of that battery, your brain is being zapped away for the day. And then when it comes time to really make a good decision, maybe you're already in the yellow or close to the red because you already had to make all these micro decisions throughout the day. Hmm. That's very vivid. Everybody can relate to that, the battery percentage. And I think, I don't think people stop and think about all the decisions they make throughout their day. You're making way more decisions than you realize because you're making a lot of them subconsciously. I mean, how many times when I used to work in a corporate America, you go to the meetings, they have the Danish and the donuts and all that stuff. You would just mindlessly go grab a donut and sit down in the meeting and you just be eating a donut. You're not even realizing you're eating a donut. It, it could be a cardboard donut. And you're still eating it because you're paying attention to the meeting. And I think that's one of the things that people do is they're not paying attention to what they're actually putting in their mouth, whether it's a beverage or a food. They're just eating it because it's there. And like it goes back to what you said, setting yourself up to win nutritionally. It may take a little effort on the front end, but it's going to serve you well, well past where you think it would. It's it's almost like investing and you're going to get compound interest down the road. So like today, you might have maybe $5 in there, but it keeps accumulating over time and you keep trusting the process. And the next thing you know, it's thousands and then millions of dollars in there. So that's kind of the way I look at doing a lot of this work up front with nutrition. Because a lot of times I see when we're looking into nutrition and even our exercising habits, 
we immediately rush into something and jump into it. So maybe we see that CrossFit is the thing that's in, in style right now. So we go to CrossFit. Maybe we see that carnivore is the most popular thing right now or the thing that we hear about a lot. So we think to do that. But what we don't do is pause and see if that even fits with our psychology and our everyday lifestyle to see. Because what often happens is when we go on these exercise and nutrition plans, we inevitably create a battle between fitness and our everyday lifestyle because there's no congruency there. It's just friction. I will always tell people when they say, well, okay, I need to start eating better. So I'm going to throw all the bad food out of my house and go buy new stuff. I'm like, I don't like wasting food. So what I suggest you do is the next time you go shopping, you make better choices Go ahead and finish the processed foods or the stuff that's not good for you in the house. And then you've made the transition. I think it's really silly to go cold turkey, to go from eating a lot of processed foods and sugar and all this other stuff and eating right. Now, some people may disagree with me, but get the ball rolling, but don't throw out the food. Or if you can, maybe if you go to church, bring it to church or to the kids around the neighborhood, whatever the case may be, don't throw it away. I think that's foolish, but I think you need to start making better choices. Um, when you go to the store, make a list real simple. Okay. If it's not on the list, you don't buy it. How many times we go to the store and like, I don't need a list. I'm only getting two, three things. You come out with like 14 things. We did this yesterday. We had three things in our list, came out with 14 things. Now, I did put a couple bad things in the cart. I don't know how they got there. They just jumped <laughs> in the cart. But making a list, simple things like making a list go a long way because then you say, okay, I'm going to stick to this list. I'm with my accountability partner. We come out with just the list. But if you go in there and you go up and down the store aisles, they're designed to get you to eat the stuff that's not good for you. That's why it's on the end cap. That's why it's on you know the center displays and all that stuff. It's, they're not there to help you. They're there to spend your money. Those marketers are very clever. I will say that they are very clever. And I will add on top of this, when we're thinking about habits and, and start wanting to start new, healthier ventures, focus on adding into your life instead of taking away. Because as humans, we're more inclined to hold on to something and not feel that pain than we are to chase pleasure. So just think about adding something in there. And you'll notice that over time, that you just keep adding things in, those quote-unquote non-ideal habits of yours, they'll just vanish one day because they won't have any room anymore because you have all these new habits. So one area I like to start in is just with getting your day started on the right foot. The first 90 minutes, I call it a priming routine. And then the end of your day is like a regen routine to get yourself ready to go to sleep and to wake up for the next day. Those are the bookends of your day. I believe you, if you can master the 90 minutes when you wake up, the 90 minutes before you go to sleep, that is going to set you up big time for success. That is music to my ears. I've been telling people, <laughs> you need to guard the first 60 to 90 minutes of your day. And when I say guard it, I don't mean guard it to check social media or email or the news. I mean, you need to do something that's going to help you start that day right. And I promise you, checking social media, email the news is not going to get you off on the right foot. Now, this could be you get a cup of coffee or a tea and you go on your back porch and let, watch the sun go up. Or like me, you read the Bible, some devotions, you do your planner, and then you go up for a run. 
Do something that's going to kick your day off right. So whether you live alone, whether it's just you and one other person, or you have a whole brood at home, you've got to be very intentional about that first 60 to 90 minutes. Because if you're not, I promise you, as the day goes on, you'll lose control of your day. That is, you know, and it's, 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 it's funny when I recommend this instead of just someone just going, just immediately overhauling their diet. Because the thing is, when we are in a very stressful state, our decision-making goes down. But if we start our day, like you recommended, with 60 to 90 minutes of getting ourselves focused and prepared for today, think about the mental state that we're going to be in. Our decision-making is going to be so much clearer, and we're not going to have all this extra stress that's bottling up in us. Let's talk about, you know, we're dealing with COVID-19 right now, and a lot of people are furloughed, they're home with their spouses and their kids, and of course they have, most of them have no structure whatsoever, but let's say the dad wants to start having structure, they want to start having a better lifestyle, and a lot of people say you should force it, and I don't think you should force it, I think what you should do is role model. Uh, I started, you know, I've been running as of today. Now, we're recording this on June 10th, so I haven't technically run on June 11th yet when you're listening to this podcast, so it should be 1,018 days in a row. My wife recently started about 21 days ago because I've been running every day, every morning, rain or shine, cold or hot, I go out running. And so what you can do is you can start role modeling, I'm going to eat better or I'm going to start doing personal development, or I'm going to start going for a walk. It may not happen in a day or a week or a couple of weeks, but then people may say, you know, I want to go on a walk with you, or you know what, I want to try this new meal, and we can start working on the meals together. Role model, don't dictate, you know, we need to do this. You lead the way, and other people, if you do it right in a pleasant attitude and you're not nagging people, you may very well get other people going, you know, I want to do that too. Yes, that is Spot on. I can tell you this from personal experience. I've had friends and even family who I've said, you should start making a smoothie. You should start eating more vegetables. And that word is just, <laughs> oh my goodness, should. Oh my goodness. I think no matter how old we are, that when you hear the word you should, yep. we immediately go back to feeling like a kid and we just want to be as rebellion as possible and do the opposite just because we don't like being dictated and told what to do. Yep. So you, you hit the nail on a coffin when you said lead by example, that is a leadership principle. I think that's a, an example that if we want to see any change in the world, I know this is a cliche saying, but act like be the change you wish to see in the world. So I think of be, do and have. So if you want to have a family that exercises or have a spouse that wants to, that you want to exercise with you, go ahead and be that person and and do the habits of someone that exercises. And she's going to see the change in you, not just physically and mentally and emotionally and the way that you treat everyone. And she's going to be like, man, what's gotten into him? Because I noticed I had a friend and he did this um, leadership program. And I was like, man. Like he's really changing. His life is changing. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> and, and he told me, I was like, oh, tell me more about this. I'm interested in this. And so actions speak a lot louder than words. And when you're getting started, it doesn't really matter what you do. Just so you get this thing put into motion, you get this new lifestyle put into motion. I don't. So if you're coming from just on the couch doing nothing, just getting up and walking for five minutes, 10 minutes is a start. 
I think some, sometimes we make it way more complicated than it needs to be. You know, for example, myself, I am in this fitness space, but I do not like to run. I will tell you that I like sprinting. Okay. But running for distance is still not a thing for me. But what I did, I said, I'm going to run for five minutes. Just going to run for five. I'm going to run for five minutes without stopping. And then I gradually built that up into something now that I just love and enjoy now. In fact, after this conversation, I'm going to run in the hot heat for a long run just because (laughs) I'm addicted now. That habit has built up. I like the way I feel after it. And that's the thing. The motivation comes from the action that you do. And I think we all oftentimes inverse that. And we think motivation first in action. And it's really any type of action to get the ball rolling and then motivation. I agree 100%. And I will, my personal opinion is I think everyone should own an Apple Watch. And the reason why I tell you this is because the Apple Watch is primarily designed for health reasons. And when I got my first Apple Watch in September 2018, if you're not familiar with it, you have three rings. You've got an exercise ring. They want you to exercise 30 minutes a day. They want you to exercise, they want you to stand up. 12 times a day, once an hour. And then you have a move goal that you can change, you know, the basic stuff, rocking to the mailbox or the car or around the office. And I have that set for 900 calories. And the point is, is when you have something holding you accountable, you are more likely to stick to it. So every day I close my rings, my move ring, my exercise ring, my stand ring every single day. And I don't say that to brag. But I'm saying that you need to move. You know, I always tell people, Jesus didn't take an Uber. He walked everywhere, okay? (laughs) We have two arms. Now, unless you're, unfortunately, you're in a wheelchair, you have two legs. You can walk. When people go, you know, sometimes we have jury duty. You can take a bus. I I always take the bus, the city bus downtown, because they pay for it. And I don't want to drive downtown because I don't live in downtown Houston. I get really confused. But people complain, oh, they dropped me off a block from my stop. I'm like, it's a block. Are you kidding me? You can't walk a block. And if if you can't walk a block, seriously, if you can't walk a block, you need to go see your doctor because you may have something else wrong. And my my point is, is I think the Apple Watch, and I don't do a lot of stuff. The Apple Watch, you can't surf social media and the internet and stuff like that. I don't do email on on my watch. I use it mainly for calendars and my health. And let me tell you something. When you have the data. Okay, because you can tell yourself stories. Oh, I'm exercising. Oh, I'm standing enough. Oh, I'm getting enough emotion. But when you have the data, you can say, no, I didn't sleep real well last night because I use an app called Auto Sleep and it tracks my sleep. If you don't know, then you start telling yourself stories. Ah, it's not that bad. But when you know the truth, that's why when you go get blood work, it'll tell you how you're really eating. You can say, oh, I'm eating all kinds of fruits and vegetables. But when they draw your blood and they run it through the machines, they run it through, they're going to be able to tell you what kind of diet you're on. So Get the data because the data will set you free. That is music to my ears. Um, in fact, data is uh, at the foundation of, of my practice. Before we start anything, we take a massive overhaul and we accumulate a lot of data in various areas of life before we do anything. And the second thing here is um, for the exercise people, it doesn't take as much. This is a cool fact that I, I just love to remind people that over a six-month span and committing to just three days per week of moderate-level exercising, you can change the expression of nearly 7,000 genes in your body. Wow. So that's roughly, that's roughly 30% of all your genes that you're positively making a difference with. 
That's amazing. You know, and what's interesting is I was shocked by this. Before I started running every day, I would alternate run and bike off day, run, bike, and off day. And I was shocked that I don't have to run as long to burn more calories as a bike ride. I had to used to go on an hour and a half bike ride because you're not using all the muscles. When you're running, it's just you. There's no coasting. Okay. You try to coast when you run, you stop. So it was really interesting. I'm like, wow, 30 minute run equals an hour and a half bike ride. That's insane. And so I only run 30 minutes a day because I, well, I've got a business to run, uh, Julian. So I can't run four, five, six, 10, 12 miles a day. I can't. And not only that, but when you run every day, you can't, like, if you stretch yourself, you could hurt yourself. And the number one scares me to death, especially after 1,017 days as of June 10th. So what I want people to take from that is number one, look at your health. Like Julian already says, look at your health. What do you need to do? In order to start living better, maybe you need to start taking a walk with your spouse. Maybe you need to start taking your dog for a walk. Believe me, the pooch would love it. Maybe you could start running. (laughs) Maybe you could start taking a leisurely bike ride. Do something. The body was designed to move. And number two, stop saying, I can't, I never will, I should have. Get that negativity out of your head because uh, what we were talking about before I press record is your mindset really affects you. And I like you talk about this, Julian, because I think if you sit there and go, I'm going to get COVID-19, I'm going to go COVID-19, I'm going to go COVID-19, you're probably going to get COVID-19 because you're, you're stressed out about it. So if you get it, you can deal with it, but don't think you're going to get it. Don't think you're going to get hit by a Mack truck because if you say, I'm going to get hit by a Mack truck, you just might get hit by a Mack truck. So we need to get the negativity and the toxicity out of our heads. Yes. You know, stress is a big part in that. I can share with you this, um, this study. Uh, about stress and how it can affect your immune system and what you can do with it. I I would love to share this because I think it's very relevant right now. So, you know, chronic stress, it can impact your cells and genetic expression. And I think when we think about stress, we think we want to get rid of it, but there's actually some benefits to stress and it helping our performance when you use it in the right dosages. And so in this Harvard experiment, it was years ago, they had participants either pray or meditate or do yoga or some mindful breathing for just 20 minutes a day. And they took blood samples before and after for eight weeks. And they compared them to the people who didn't do any of those relaxation activities. And they noticed that 2,209 of those genes were responsible for the aging process, which were switched on and off. And out of those 1,275 were upregulated, which is increased activity, which is what you wanted for those genes there. That's positive. And the other remaining numbers, they were down-regulated, decreased activity, which you wanted as well because you wanted those genes to be more turned off. So therefore, what that means, if that sounded like a foreign language to you, just 20 minutes a day across eight weeks, you can help mitigate chronic inflammation and boost your immune system while optimizing your everyday performance by simply relaxing your mind and taking 20 minutes to pray, to meditate, or to just breathe. Wow. That's that's stunning. And I, I will share a story I share a lot with on this podcast is one of the things on the Apple Watch is called the Breathe app. And you can set it for one to 10 minutes, but the default is one minute. And when I first got the, the Apple Watch, I told my wife, this is stupid. I know how to breathe. I didn't know it was a meditation app, right? <laughs> well, when I decided to l- investigate meditation more, I said, wait a minute. 
there's something called the Breathe app on my watch. And so I start, I reactivated it, I enabled it back on. And then whenever it goes off, I would close my eyes for a minute and I would breathe. Everyone's got a minute. And you don't need an Apple Watch to do this. You can set the timer on your phone. That one minute of deep breathing, it, it it's like a natural energizer. And when I started doing it, I'm like, wow, this is, why isn't everybody doing this? And so I was kind of late on the train of meditation, but you're absolutely right. Your brain is processing stuff all day long. When you take time to meditate or pray and you get quiet, your brain can go, oh, and just take a breath and relax. But think about all the things your eyes are processing. And then, then your brain's processing, which means it's taking energy, which is causing stress. If you're looking at stuff on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and stuff like that, you need to give your body breaks. And you do that by being silent, meditating, or praying. And I think more people need to do that. It's not, it's not like you're going to get hurt. No one's going to punch you in the face. It's just you giving your body a break. Yes, and and I think it, it it just makes your life better because what you're doing when you're doing that is you're reflecting instead of just always reacting, and you're yes. going to be able to prepare instead of just panic. And so that's I have this motto is just to slow down so you can speed up. We always want to be more productive, more more healthier, more 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 more. But if we take the time to slow down to really get some clarity, it's going to lead to dramatically improve results down the line because you have time with this inquiry to gain clarity, to see new, to see new insights, new possibilities and um, avenues that you can possibly take with whatever you're going after, whatever goal that you're pursuing. Love it. Well, before we wrap up the show, I would like to ask you, what is one takeaway that you would like to leave the listener with? I'm a big fan of simplicity. I, I know that some people may have listened to this episode and they're like, Man, he's got a lot of good stuff. I don't know where to start. Well, just tell them what is one simple thing they can do, preferably today, as soon as they finish listening to this episode, that is going to get them moving in the right direction. Yes, I I want you to slow down to speed up. And and what that means right now, especially in today's times right now, with it's it's a heightened emotional time right now. I want you to slow down today, take some time, maybe 15, 20 minutes. And just revisit your dreams and your goals and all those things that you maybe have forgotten during this time. And that's something every single person can do. So thank you for that. So the final question for you, Julian, where can we find you online? Yeah. So there, there's um, at the art of fitness life.com is my home base. And I, if you don't mind, I could say um, if you have your phones now that you're listening to this podcast, you can simply text AFL to 55444. That's for um, U.S. residents. And uh, if you're not a U.S. resident right now, you can just type afl.social slash join. Okay. And so I'm sure people will do that. Now, AFL is not the American Football League, right? That's Okay. Just, just thought I'd throw that in there. Some people are going, what? There was yeah. a thing called the American yeah. fe- uh, Football League. That is true. Uh, yeah. yeah. So my company is called the uh, Art of Fitness in Life. Okay. And so it's a, it's a super long word. So I usually sh- always shorten it. <laughs> uh, have you? So you haven't been able to get the AFL.com, I guess. 
I haven't gotten that. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> well, one of my dreams is to get mark.com and it's available, but it's, you know, you go to GoDaddy and you type on like, I'll get this and they say, well, we'll go on and get it for you. And we get like 30% commission and they don't even tell you any hints of what it costs. I mean, cause with the name like Mark Stucheski, it'd be cool to get mark.com, but it's probably like five figures. I'm like, that's eh, not that important. <laughs> it's not yeah. that important. It'd be nice to have mark.com, but not for 50 grand. I'm sorry. It's not, not. No, no, thank you. <laughs> it's, I mean, my one of my uh, heroes is Brendan Burchard. He has Brendan.com. And mm-hmm. I'm sure he doesn't pay $13 a year for that. I'm sure he paid a lot of money for that because back in the early days of the internet, people would go out and get all these really, uh, you know, domains that they would just park for 13 bucks a year and then they'd sell them for five figures. Uh, I had this dream that, uh, I'm snooping on, uh, GoDaddy one day and I see Facebook.com is available and I snag it before they can renew it and I sell it to them at the price. Uh, that's a dream. <laughs> It'd be nice. Like, oh, you want this, Mark? Yeah, uh, just seven million dollars. You can have Facebook.com. I mean, obviously they have people looking at that stuff. That stuff. It's never going to come away, uh, come available. But wouldn't that be an e- easy way to make some n- some nice money real quickly? <laughs> yeah, and you know, uh, I think people still do that now. They think of domain names that people are going to want, and they'll yep. buy them and just sit on it. But it's much more. It was much more lucrative years ago, but it's still pretty lucrative now. Yeah, but you have to buy a lot. So you think about if you think, uh, you know. The next, the next web, big website is going to be grass.com. I'm looking out the window of my house here. You know, <laughs> you have to go get grass.com and hopefully someone creates an app or needs a website called grass.com. And if you don't, then you're paying 13, $14 a year until you realize, oh, no one's going to buy it. Then you give it up and someone comes up with the app and you lose the money. So mm-hmm. it, it, you have a better chance of getting struck by lightning than getting gold like that. I'm just saying that's just yeah. not going to happen. And plus, I was much too lazy to to do something like that. That's that's just not that's just not in my nature. There's only so many things I could I, I couldn't sit and just do that all day. Yeah, but more power to them. Yeah, exactly. Well, Julian, this has been a ton of fun. I want to thank you so much for being on the Mark Stucheski podcast. You gave us a lot to think about. So, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much, man. It was a pleasure to talk with you and talk a little basketball as well. <laughs> And just before we go, don't forget to head on over to my website, MrProductivity.com, and get my top five productivity tips for absolutely free. And if you haven't done so already, please subscribe to the Mark Stuchowski podcast on this podcast player. When you do, more people get to find out about the episode and I can help more people. And if you could take it even further and tell two or three of your friends about the podcast, that would mean the world to me and I mean the world. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mark Stuchowski podcast. Until we meet again, my friend, go be productive.